uh, Dr. Simi was like, you can't depend on another person for love. You have to, love comes from within. If you depend on another person. First of all, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and, dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BEHAPPY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BEHAPPY. Yeah, we're, yeah, I have to drop, I have to pee in a cup, whatever they call. They give you two hours and that's it. Two hours. Yeah, so like wherever you are, you've got like two hours to, to get where you're going. So with that being said, like when I go out of town. Yeah. Um, I have to like get permission, mm-hmm. but it's not something that like happens all the time. Either. Yeah, you know, it's more so um, infrequent. But mm-hmm. I'm also like not like you know, I wasn't calling smoking crack. That's good. Yeah. I had to, I had to drop randomly after my second DUI. How many have you gotten total? Two. Two. In a public intox. That's pretty good. Where? Uh, were they, uh, how, how, did you ever blow, first of all? Yeah, each time. Oh, why? Don't blow. Yeah, I know. Don't do <laughs> <laughs> I know that yeah, shit now. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have fucking did it, but, you know. Dude. I thought I could beat it. Oh, you were confident in your ability? Yes. But it was a confidence that was kind of unwarranted? It was wrong. Yeah. How far off were you? Uh... Shit, the first one was like a, it was twice. Oh yeah, so you you're good. Twice the limit, and then the second one was uh, not quite as much. No. Maybe one and a half times over the, the regular limit. I know a girl that uh, <laughs> this is a this is fucking funny. So this girl is in Cleveland that I know. She goes to <clears throat> lives in like the Sandusky kind of area. Yeah. I think it is. Goes out to a wedding and she was like 10 minutes away from the wedding venue to her house. Right? So she's not like far away or anything like that. Um, and she drives home with like her dude or whatever. They get pulled over. This girl, first of all, like, like she, she, I, I, we need the body camera footage so we can all talk about, like, you put it up for exactly what not to do. Right? Pulls over. And she works up for being courteous to the cop, you know, so nothing happened. But she goes, she pulls over, blows, um, and then she gets uh, arrested, goes in, doesn't get a lawyer, doesn't get a court-appointed lawyer, walks in, gets six days in jail. This is like a, like, literally, dude, like, the whitest girl ever, you yeah. know what I mean? And she's just like, I'm just going to go spend six days in jail over a fucking DUI. I'm like, what are you doing? Get a court-appointed lawyer. Yeah. You won't have to do it. It's her first offense first offense there was nothing else in the car that's it and then she got her license suspended for some like insane period of time but i would love to see the body camera footage for that i would like to see that too uh man my first one i did not go to jail i got a year probation i didn't have to blow i didn't have to do shit but report once a month really yeah once a month i had to report it was a slap on the wrist and i got a court appointed lawyer 
And uh, I would show up hungover. This is Michigan. Um, yeah. Is Mich- how are Michigan? Michigan. They're cops? terrible. They're not fucking around with the DUIs. They do not play around with that stuff in Michigan. How? After you got your DUIs, how depressed were you? How what? Like depressed were you? I was like, not. And not at all. No, I kept drinking. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> gonna be sad, nah. Yeah, I was just Hell like, damn, yeah. I can't drive I'm like drunk. Some fucking quitter, dude. Yeah, I just didn't drive drunk as much. The first uh, DUI, you know, I made sure I drove to wherever I'm going. I spent a night, whatever it is. I did the year probation, and then I think two years later, I got my second one. Oh, so there, there were, there's a pretty good distance in between. Twenty one and twenty three. What were you pulled over for that? The first year, I don't know. First year. uh I think I was swerving. Oh, bro. Yeah, I was swerving real bad. And then the cops, they zoomed past us. We was the only ones on the freeway. Zoomed past us, then they That's slammed the on their brakes. That's the worst. The U-turn? They slammed on their brakes and then uh, got behind us. It was over with from there. Second one, we was coming from a club, and there was an altercation that happened in a club, so we got removed from the club. And then uh, the people I was with, we went into the gas station. Some wild shit happened at the gas Nothing station. Ever happened at the gas station. Man, yeah, I think it was like 12.30 at night or something like that. And then uh, the clerk called the police. Police followed us from the gas station down the freeway. Flicked us. Asked us a bunch of questions. And then they're like, yeah, we got a call about the gas station situation. And you been drinking? I said, yeah. But I thought I was confident with the, uh, the test. And I got out. I did everything correctly. And then I blew... And that's like, where I fucked up. I feel like people, like, when they get pulled over, too, like, like the rhetorical question is, like, have you been drinking? It's like, fucking Yeah. Dumb. Like, yeah. They, they know. I think um, I said I had two Long Islands or something like that. I don't know. When did you start doing comedy? Man, I started doing comedy. First time I got on stage, I was 18 years old. I was still in high school. It was at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. And, uh, I did... I did very well, very well, to the point to where the second time I went, I didn't practice, I didn't rehearse, I'm like, I'm the shit, I'm you good. You knew what it was. I knew what it was, and then the second time I went up, it was trash, because I was so high, on that high horse from the first right. time I went up, I thought I was top dog, and I got humbled real quick, and then I stopped doing it for like two years, I was, you know, just partying. Chasing girls, you know, going back and forth to Canada because you can drink over there. Oh yeah, Canada. Yeah, once you're 19, you can you can party over there. It was a good time. About that. People used to go to Toronto all the time. Yeah, we uh, Windsor yeah. was right over there where I was at. What was? Windsor. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Everybody loves Windsor, dude. Oh uh, yeah. Um, you're from Detroit. Yeah. Are you uh you're like a Lions fan and everything? Lions fan. I'm a Tigers fan. I want the Red Wings to win. I want the okay, Pistons to win. Fan. Hockey's a big, big for you guys. I, yeah, I haven't really watched hockey like that that much since like Iserman and Federal, you know, Dude. back in the nineties when they was tearing shit up. That's it. How old are you? I'm thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. Well, I'll be thirty five tomorrow. Oh no way! Happy yeah. birthday. Appreciate that, man. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. So I, I've been to, uh, I've been to Detroit a couple times. Yeah. But every time I go to Detroit, it is like. Uh, it's, it's just not great. Honest, Why? Not from Cleveland, man. Oh well, shit. Just don't uh, don't mention Ohio like, State. You good? It's just like I feel like I don't know. I feel like I've always had a, I've always had a rough time in Detroit. 
It's so crazy because I know people from Ohio, yeah. and they'll, I'll say, I'm from Detroit. And they'll be like, okay, cool, that's what's up. But if I say I'm from Michigan, then they're like, oh, boo. Hail to the victors. Uh, hail to the victors. Oh, we whooped y'all, didn't we? We beat y'all this year. You know what you did? And last year in the snow. You know what's funny? I, I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just got to kind of sit in that one. Yeah. I don't have anything to say to that. It's all good, man. But, but uh, I just interviewed one of my good buddies, uh, Cardell Jones. Okay. He played, he was a quarterback in 2015 when we won the national championship. Yeah. When was the last time you guys won the national championship? You got us on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Got it. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I got one, you know. It's okay. Um, someone's got to do it. Is it easy to get into Ohio State? No, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard yeah, to get hard. into Michigan, too. I think it used to be easy, actually. I it's, it's oh, it used to be? It, it was never easy to get into Michigan. Really? Yeah. I believe in, like, young other years it was, like, a lot easier, you know? It was, uh, I think this is back in the 80s and 90s, I think it was a lot easier. Yeah. Now you got to have, like, a 35, probably, like, a 4.0 to actually get in there. Yeah. I think even possibly higher than that. Wow. Actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, like, a pretty good school. They also have, but what they do is... Yeah. Is they have satellite campuses. Mm-hmm. So, like, what ends up happening is um, if you can't get into Ohio State, you'll get, like, deferred to, like, a satellite campus in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's how that works. But, okay. Yeah, Ohio State's a great school. Nice. I love the campus, but the parties are obviously... Out of no. this world? Uh, Ohio University is out of this world. You know, okay. OU. Yeah, the green, the green, right? Yeah, yeah, that shit's crazy, man. I mean, it's like, it's one of those places you like go to. It's, you'll you'll never forget it. It'll be the most disgusting experience of your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's just dirty. I partied at both Michigan State and Michigan, and uh, you know what it is. Michigan parties are a little more exclusive. They're more closed off. You got to know some people. Michigan State is a little more inviting. Uh, shit, I went out there. I don't know. There, uh, the homecoming week, man. Everybody had their doors open, bro. Yeah. And you could just walk in the door. Okay, leave this house, go to the next house. It was, it was wild. I was always, always, always a fan of going to um, Ohio State games. Yeah. Obviously, the rivalry is always fun. You know what I mean? No matter what, right? You develop a connection with it. That's one thing I have not done, like been there personally for the rivalry game. Uh, I've never been to a rivalry game either. Yeah. Michigan, 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 Ohio State, yeah. Nope. Mm. (laughs) Damn. That would be nice. We're going to St. Columbus. I went to a Michigan game once at the big house, and then they were selling shirts like, uh, beat the Ohio State fuck eyes. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it said. I always get, uh... I always see the fuck Michigan shirts. That's just what they say. When I went to uh, Columbus. That dude is fuck Michigan. I went to Columbus, and um, I think it was for a show, comedy show. And they was like, yo, just say you're from Detroit. Don't say you're from Michigan, like I was saying. Right. And um, it was a Jeep. And the awning of the, not the awning, but the emblem of the Jeep was a Michigan Wolverine football player. No way. Yeah. Like getting hit. Like they run, running them over. I feel like that was worse than the shirt that said "fuck eyes." Dude, you get some like people get really raw with their shirts. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. get nasty nowadays, man. Yeah. Like people put anything on a shirt. Anything. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think saying being able to put "fuck anything" on a shirt is really like kind of bold. You know, you're kind of really setting the tone there. So you start in comedy. It's back in what year is that? 
2006. Yeah. Okay, and so you moved to Los Angeles when? 2017. Okay, and what led to your move? Um, I needed it. how hard was it? And also, sorry to cut you off. Um, what led to your move and how hard was it for you um, when you first got here to make that transition, transition from a guy from Detroit in the Midwest yeah. to here in L.A.? It wasn't that hard. Uh, what led to it was I needed a, a change of scenery. I was, I was partying too much. I was wasting time, man, dating this girl. Man, I was going crazy. And then um, the, the, the the projects that I was working on, they weren't doing too well to, to my uh, liking. So I left, man. I left. I left in the middle of the night. I was crying. Got on the plane. And, and I was wasted off Johnny Walker Black and just said, fuck it. I'm going. I grabbed a toothbrush of Bible. I left, man. I, I left in the middle of the night. The um, the transition of me being a Detroit comic versus a comedian out here, it was not tough. It was uh, it was kind of challenging, but in a good way though, in a good way because I was so raw with everything that I was doing back in the city in Detroit. You know, I didn't really have a filter, and then I moved out here and I was myself, but it was so raw. Yeah. It was like blue magic, like too raw for people knows they like dial it back a little bit so i had to figure out how to do that without you know uh not being myself so as far as a job goes um when you're coming out to los angeles (coughs) oh man you know i I had it yeah it was for me man i didn't understand it because i i got experience in bartending and so i had a decent resume you know i bartended at the marriott bartended at the aloft and uh, those are notable, you know, credible establishments. Right. So I came with my resume. I'm like, what's happening? I need the job. They're like, all right, but what have you done out here? Like, I just got out here. Okay, but who do you know out here? Like, I don't know anybody out here. I have not worked out here. I've worked yeah. in Michigan. You can call them. Okay. My name good out there. I'm a good worker. I know what I'm doing. That's so funny. What's happening? Give me a job. And it took a while. They're like, eh, nah, we'll call you. Really? Yeah, so then I ended up getting a, a security job at Macy's, stopping people from stealing shit that I steal. You that shit was weird. Like I could, you could pull off a Macy's. Do they give you a Macy's uniform? The the red the red jacket. Macy's has great VSO, stuff. Visual Security Officer. I like it. Don't like it. What shit? I mean, it was, it was a job. You know, I couldn't touch you. I couldn't grab hold of you. I would just try to just... Yeah, but it's not, that you, from, it's not that you can't. It, yeah, it's you can't do it. But like, just if you're a criminal though, and you see like a bigger guy coming at you, you're gonna, you know, like, get up, get the hell out of the way. Yeah. I, I saw it coming every time, man. And they would. Only time I would get upset was when they weren't slick about it. You're they the almost like they made it to the point that like I was a fool. They weren't slick about it. It was just like, oh, you really think I'm stupid? I didn't like that. So when people gang up, what they do is they'll they'll have a person distract you. Then they'll have other people, you know, steal or whatever. So this <laughs> group of dudes come in and it's uh, we about to close. And so uh, this guy he's walking in. I had seen him earlier today. He was by himself. So this time he brought his buddy, you know, his accomplice. So he walks in, go to the back. Okay, that's where the polo section at. They steal the polos, steal Levi's. That shit expensive. 
And so this guy, uh, he walks in, and then his buddy was like, hey, bro, can you show me where, um, where, I forget what he said, such and such is? And I say, yeah, it's, uh, if you take this highway this way right here, go straight to the back, make a left, you'll be right there. Yeah, but can you? Can you show me? I said no. Uh, no, I, I can't show you. But you you can walk over there if you want. If you really want to go over there. And uh, he was like, "Why you can't show me?" I was like, "Man, how your buddy who's stealing over there show you?" And he was mad. He was oh, like, man. "Bro, where you from, bro?" I busted immediately. He was like, "Where you from, man?" I was like, "I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Where you from?" He was like, "I'm from over here, man. I'm from over here." I'm like, "Oh, okay." All right. I don't give a damn. Yeah, dude. Take whatever you want. I'm not stopping How many you, bro. People try to steal. Like it would happen a lot. Every day, it should happen all the time. Really? Yeah. Damn. It, it, uh, it, it was different stuff. Some people would come in and steal socks. Some people would steal everything. Some people would just steal like some jewelry, like petty shit, like uh, earrings, something real What's small. The biggest, ticket item? the biggest ticket item? Yeah, somebody probably like things. something from Polo. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, because that's they do have the Macy's that I worked at. Yeah, the Macy's that I worked at. That was the most expensive thing. Uh, in the store Besides that And jewelry But like the expensive Expensive shit They couldn't really steal that Unless they tried it on And run out Were you attached to a mall? It was like a, was uh, like a Freestanding Macy's I guess I've never seen A freestanding Macy's Kind of like a freestanding It wasn't inside of a mall It okay. was like a strip Huh Yeah Yeah it was a strip Yeah like a uh, I kind of like Macy's I don't know I don't really I don't Oh I like Macy's too I got some good stuff So When you moved out here Yeah Money had changed, obviously. Money changed right. tremendously. I ran through five thousand in a month off Ubers alone. Ubers and I feed myself. I believe it. Ubers. Dude. Yeah. Food out here is expensive, brother. So much Mexican food. We've all oh, we've eaten is fucking Mexican. Food. Yeah. Street tacos. Dude. Yeah. Like street tacos. Hustles. Del taco. This mm. taco. That taco. Every fucking taco. Dude. Yeah. I've I had all that. Dude. There is nothing but Mexican food. Yeah. I've had the street tacos, but I haven't had the, the Dell tacos, all that other shit. The problem is they just make you fat. And so I just can't. Just can't work out. I just need to work out. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. I'm just fat shaming myself. So what do you, um, so you come out to LA, you start doing comedy. Yeah. Um, did you immediately start doing comedy? Or was, were you, like, was your move driven by comedy? You said you were leaving in the middle of the night crying. I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. Was it because you were just so sick? I knew I was making a uh, a major decision. Okay. I never moved anywhere. I dropped everything. I didn't have priorities, you know. I, I didn't have uh, obligations, for real. You know, it was just me. So I'm like, I'm, I'm leaving. You know, it was my home. So I knew I was leaving. And this was November, right after Thanksgiving. So I love New York. So uh, I couldn't just sleep in the park in New York, I fucking freeze to death, you know. And my plan was like, if I have to, I'll sleep on the beach out here. But I had never been here before. I didn't know that the shit gets cold out here too at night. You forget that they teach you that about the desert. You know that shit get cold, bro. Cold. Dude, it gets real cold out. Cold. Night, dude. Yeah. It's it real cold out at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's so interesting, like, to make that move on passion, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, this isn't it. I need to change, you know? Yeah. Acknowledging that is so big. Um, and that's obviously what you did, right? So, like... That's what I did. I think... Um, I, I've been through the same thing where, like, you have to acknowledge what has happened to you and then 
when you decide to make that change, you just have to grow and be better every day, right? Yeah. Why, why did you, you know, why did you decide, like, why did you decide you needed to change? What needed to change about you? I needed to chase my dreams, man. I needed to, to go somewhere else. If I didn't, I would have stayed at the crib and I would have done the same stuff over and over and over or worse. Some people don't have to leave the crib to, to better themselves. I needed a, a new location, you know. For some people, it's just, you know, just a change of scenery as far as, like, a change of group of friends. And they don't have to change their location. Me, it was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Right. If I don't, I'm going to be something that I don't want to be. I'm going to be stagnant. I'm going to just plateau. That's it. And I, I knew myself. That's what it was going to be. I was probably going to have about six, seven baby mamas, you know. Damn, yeah. that's impressive. I was going to be cool with that. Really? Yeah. Was that normal around you? Yes. Time? Maybe six, two or three. Yeah, six, two or three. seven. Yeah. I think three. I was going to have six. I think three is where I start to go, mm, that's a lot. Yeah, see, you are, di- you are dis- you're more disciplined than I am. I got an uh, addictive personality, so whatever I like, I love it, and I'm going to keep on doing it. So you're just out here fucking... Gonna- yeah, that's what I was going to be like, man. That's crazy. I was going to be like that, man. How, what's the most uh, uh, baby mamas that you know one guy to have? Personally? Yeah. Seven? Seven. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Seven baby mamas. My daddy got seven. That's impressive, dude. <laughs> That's <laughs> Is impressive, it? It's impressive bro. to you? I think. That shit the, crazy. Well, well how many Nick Cannon got? I don't know him personally, though. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have. He got a lot. I, she's she's all right, you know. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah, she's kind of cool. Okay. Um, but I think I'm also kind of lucky with the laid back shit that I get to deal with versus, I think, in just statistically speaking, in seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's gonna be problems, right? Like, what if you get three of them on one day, which isn't even at that point the majority, and they're all in a bad mood for some reason, right? Yeah. That's on you. Well, it's gonna be your problem at least, right? Yeah. So shout out your dad. Probably put up with a lot of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you perform on a regular basis out here? And um, what is your genre of comedy? If that makes sense. <laughs> I do perform on a regular basis out here. I'm at the comedy store a lot, and then I'm in different spots wherever people book me at. Different bars, different venues. Sometimes the Laugh Factory. Sometimes the uh, Improv. Um, my genre is things that I have been through personally, man. Relationships. I can tell you a lot about that. I can tell you a whole lot about partying, clubbing. You're a club guy. Yeah. What's I went to the club every weekend. Dang. The every club, weekend. Dude. See, the club is crazy because you're just. I mean, get it, you get it in at the club, you know? Yeah. You get it in, but it's uh, it's expensive at the club, dude. Well, you know, I always had uh, jobs that were kind of lucrative. They were just like, I don't know, not big money, but right. just money you can spend quick. So, uh, bartending jobs or whatever tip jobs, pizza yeah. delivery guy, you know, you might get 200 bucks. I'm like, hey, let's go to the club. My buddy's like, I can't, man. I'm tapped out. Right. I'm spending it all. I'm like, shit, I got $150, bro. Yeah, okay, $20. I pay your way, pay my way, man. We can get a bottle. Before we go in, sip on that, okay? 
get one drink, two drinks in the club, you know, you know, we party. Dance with these ladies, you know, all that other shit. That's 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 what my my twenties was like. Uh, uh, did you ever get into drugs besides like alcohol? No, I smoke weed occasionally, but that was it. That was it. You don't smoke weed or anything like that anymore. Nah, that shit make me stupid. I offered Darius an edible before uh, yeah. this, and he's like, "Nah, dude, I don't uh, want none of that." I'm good, man. I'll be stuck, bro. Really? Yes. That is not know, a good man. decision for me. I don't know. If, I don't think it make. I don't think it necessarily makes anybody better, but. I don't know. It doesn't make me any worse. Teachers on, man. Really you know, some people got a lot of anxiety, and I heard that the marijuana helps you calm that anxiety. I, uh, or if they're really sick, you know, they kind of like smoke weed to it's ease weird. their pain. I used to take Lexapro, bro, and it used to kind of make me feel better. Um, What's Lexapro? It made me feel the same way. It's like an antidepressant. Yeah. Pussy was my antidepressant. Really? So you're addicted to pussy? I wouldn't say that, but. <laughs> that was my goal You know Anytime we go out We didn't go out to have, have a good time Well let's go out Let's hang out with the guys No we're going out To see who we can We can slay I feel like everybody goes out For that reason I have I've had people before Like oh my god I don't go out Just to have sex I get it Like go out with friends Have fun or whatever But like If you're a guy Like that's on your mind dude I feel like At a certain point You do go out Just to hang out With the fellas like you passed all that, you've done all that, you just kicking it, you just wanna get out the house. You don't wanna do nothing crazy because you know what you got at the crib and you don't wanna lose that shit. You just wanna get away from, I don't know, responsibilities, feminine energy, kids. Like like women women sometimes they tend to go out with they with their homegirls and they don't wanna go get slayed or, you know, get fucking laid up with nobody. They just wanna have a good time and then go back to you, you know. And that's it. Yeah. But I you got to go through a bunch of shit. Go, uh, go through life before you get to that maturity level, I think. Yeah, I think the other side of it, too, is, like, when you get to the point. See, I don't know, man. Because, like, the whole cheating, like, I don't know, man. Like, Well, uh, I got so many thoughts about cheating. Um, I've, I have been cheated on at least twice that I know about. Okay. So definitely more. How many times have I done it? I couldn't tell you. In my life? I don't know. I do not know. You don't know? That man. Um, what do you do to combat that now? Like, do you want to be in a relationship? Do you not want to be in a relationship? Is it one of those things where you're like, kind of like like, does it drive you away from it because of how you were made to feel previously? Where you're like, ah, I don't want to feel like that again. Um, you don't want to, uh, well, me personally, I don't want to personally hurt a person's feelings. Because I know that's going to hurt a motherfucker. So you got to be straight up and let a person know, whoever you with, like, hey, listen, this is what I want. If you want to be open, be open. But you got to be... A, ready to accept the fact that they have to be open too you can't be the only one you know getting some extra trim on the side they got to be able to get their shit too you know and that's a hard pill to swallow for anybody especially for a man because the man's ego is very 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 fragile it is you know and uh, or you just don't date you know you just hook up 
There's some people out here who want to just hook up. I know, but I know, but like here and here's here's okay. So here's the question then, you because because there's a fine line here. You can't go on these dating apps and say, "Hey, the uh, I just want to hook up." Yeah, you can. Explain this to me, because do you, okay, all right, go ahead. Yeah, you I'm can. Not say anything else? You type not looking for anything serious, just looking for a good time. That's it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. You can't be like, I'm just looking to fuck. <laughs> you can't do that. Dang, I was like going to do that. No, I was like, just looking for a good time. No, nothing serious, just looking for a good time. And then if they like you, you be like, hey, what's up? Gut to the chase. Like, shit, what are you doing later? What are you doing uh, know, later this like week? Let's hang out. question though, right? Because like every, I just feel like a lot of girls aren't just, all right, I'll put it to you, I'll put it to you this way. Maybe the ones you like. There you go. That's what I'm saying. You you like them dirty, nasty girls. Me? Yeah. No. But you just said that's how you do it, so you must know from experience, right? Well, yeah. Trial and error. Just <laughs> trial and error. But there are some... You never know what a person going through, Listen, so you dude, might I'm like... guilty, you, too, bro. I'm just kidding. 100%. You might get a... Uh, not a dirty, nasty girl, but a very classy woman who's going through some shit, and she want to get back at her old man, or, but she want to... I don't know. She want to see what it's really like. That's a really good point. That's she want to see what it's like to just be free, you know? What do you value most in a relationship, and then what do you value most about yourself now? Uh... Value most in a relationship is unconditional love. You know, no matter what it is, we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna we'll make it work. The thing I value by myself now is like being able to be honest. Mm-hmm. Cause I used to lie a lot. Yeah, so I'm to, just, I'm to control the narrative. I have, this, I have the same issue. You can't be scared to lose, man. You gotta be ready and prepared to. Because you, you, you made your bed. You made your bed so you got to lay in it. So uh, when you don't lie, you tell the truth, the the right things happen. The things that are supposed to happen, happen. But then when you lie, it's like you might control some shit. And you keep a person around when they really were supposed to leave. So you can get somebody else or they can find somebody better than you. And y'all can be with who y'all really supposed to be with. But it's hard for a person to understand that because you just, you know, selfish. I think the worst part too is like the hypocrite, the hypocritical part of it, and portion of it for for people that do lie and have lied, and for people that don't, have never had that issue. Yeah, it's very hard for them to understand. I don't want to ever say it's impossible because it's not necessarily impossible for anybody to understand something like that. But um, yeah, man, it, it'll ruin your whole life. You it know? can. I- and, and what it did for me, and, and I ruined it, and, and I think. Looking back now, it's like a lot of what it's like, even the craziness within this podcast and scheduling stuff and getting things done yeah, and making it work is like, I just trying every single day to get better, you know? Yeah. And that really became the purpose behind this because of what had happened to me before. Like, yo, dude, I, I was a mess, bro. Drinking yeah. every night, doing coke mm-hmm. as often as I could, like mm-hmm. just getting fucked up. Um... And uh, people don't realize how serious of a problem it is. And then once you get going with it, you just perpetuate and you lie about fucking anything, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, when things changed for me, that was a, that was a big moment. But it's a work in progress. I really don't feel like anybody can just sit there and say, like, oh, I'll never do that again or I'll never lie again in my life or whatever it might be. 
um, without like putting in repetitive work for years to come. Nothing happens overnight. Yeah, you got to be true. true with yourself. Yeah. You know, and then once you true with yourself, you can be true with the other people and be like, this is who I am. I'm either going through this or like I'm this way and this is how I'm going to be. I'm not changing. And somebody going to accept you for who you are as long as you ain't damaging to yourself. You ain't damaging your body physically or you, you're not a, a negative thinker, you know, thinking positive. People going to rock with you. You know what I'm saying? What's the hardest thing you've ever been through in your life? No man, shit. Probably being away from family. That's tough, isn't it? Being away from family is very tough. Did your lying ever prevent you from being close with any of your family members? No, never. No, only people I really lied to were like girlfriends, because I had cheated. Yeah, I was trying to like not let them leave, but then I learned like I'm blocking my blessings too. So let me just be upfront, be like, yo, I fucked around, or. Be Did proactive. You tell on yourself. Be proactive. Yeah. Really. Uh, be pro. Uh, always came clean if I got caught. Of course. Yeah. They yeah. They um. But uh. Yeah. Cheating is a wild thing. A lot of people get cheated on. What's crazy is a lot of people don't know they have been cheated on because they don't know. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know I got cheated on. It's not. A, it's not a, a nice thing to do, man. It's a very selfish, fucked up thing to do. Yeah. Just gotta be open. It's definitely one of those things It's like uh, It sucks um, Every time I've been cheating on it sucks The most recent time It was like It threw me hard in the beginning of a tailspin I, 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 I felt like Because you feel dude, As you get cheated on you feel like You're like Yo I'm not good enough And then like when you don't have all the answers to what It ain't happened, even you Sometimes it ain't even you It's the other person Yeah I, I think for everything that I had done wrong though You had that sense still of responsibility Right at, the, at that Not point. all the time. I don't think I should feel it all the time. I don't think I should have felt the full responsibility I did or took it took it out of myself as hard as I did. There's a lot of things I did, I, I did wrong, but um, yeah, dude, I that that like that that fucked me up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I was like, no way, you know, like that. I gained a bunch of weight, bro. I'm like probably like 25 pounds heavier than I was a year ago. You were sad. Oh, and, and like yeah you're just yeah. that and I'm not that was not like you know yeah 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 I, I've sat there and I've cried I've done all that shit yeah I've seen and something I, online indeed. today I asked I asked um, my boy right here I, I said when's the last time you cried I asked him the other day he goes when I was a kid <laughs> for real I swear that's what he said, dude. I'm like way too much of an emotional human being to not cry once in a while man if you gotta cry you gotta let it out it's good to cry but I seen something online today. Uh, Dr. Simi was like, you can't depend on another person for love. You have to, love comes from within. If you depend on another person, that's not good because they might fall out of love with you, right? They might pass away. Mm-hmm. All types of things could happen. So now, like, you were depending on this other person for love. Love them, but don't depend on another motherfucker. Depend on yourself for love. My old roommate and a good friend of mine, his name's Holden Bell. Shout out Holden. Uh, he's a man. And uh, he told me, he's like, told me this a couple years ago, he's like, no one will ever love you more than you. Right. You know, and like, 
That is the truest fucking shit ever. Yeah. It really is. Because you just, it's, you, no one, you, you can never be in a relationship with somebody where themselves is, is less important, right? What they feel, what they want, that's all that matters. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's insane. She just fucking. I seen that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> I'm ready to kick my feet up. <laughs> I'm about to kick my feet up, like bro. Ran out. <laughs> what, we're, we're in fucking West Hollywood, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Damn man. It, bro. There's rats everywhere, bro. I'm just getting those rats over here. Where yeah. are we? The, what is this show hotel called? The Lux? The Lux? Mm-hmm. That's pretty nice. It's nice, man. I ain't never been back here, bro. We called uh, earlier. And we were like, I called and I was like, hey, can I do a podcast here? And they're like, no. You know what I mean? You're like, we did it anyway? The, no, they, they said we'd have, Well, yeah, but they asked for like a. Uh, Press release or shit? Nah, they they told me I had to talk to somebody else who like wasn't available or whatever. So I was like, okay. So I came, we came here, we checked in, and then I saw that the front desk manager was different. Somebody got off work. Mm. I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. And it was this uh, beautiful young lady at the front. Yeah. So I went, I sweet talked her a little bit, and I was like, hey, would you mind if we did this? I was like, I only have a couple cameras or whatever. And yeah. About it. Oh yeah, I don't see that that being a problem. It's like sweet, dude. Yeah, it is. I mean, we got a sweet, but it's not as nice as I. Yeah. Like, did you? Uh, so, what were your plans tonight? You were gonna come out here, hit the comedy stores, close. They're doing shit. Yeah, I was gonna do, do that do, shit. What do you do for fun right now? Like, what's your? That's what I do for fun, man. I do that for fun. I hang out with my daughter. Your you know? daughter? Yeah, How she's old? almost two. Almost, she'll be two did in you July. Had her with your wife? Yep, had her with my wife. We got married. Uh, two months before she was born, so. Okay. Yeah. Are you religious? I was born religious, raised religious, right. spiritual. Sorry. I still believe. I keep I keep hold of my faith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite part of being a dad? I have a six-year-old son. Love being a dad. What's your favorite part? Just watching her do her thing, just seeing her personality unfold. Isn't I it the best, that. like, watching them grow and, like, seeing them learn and shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the best. Seeing parts of me, wondering who she going to be like. Be That's like me, be like a mama. Um, do you have a fear of being a parent, raising a child in this world? Because, like, the more and more my son gets older, man, it just freaks me out more. What he knows, the things he's spoken to me about, the shit he sees online. And, like, I just don't want my kid to be the fucking kid that plays Call of Duty and then go fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. We go lights up a school, man. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have any of those fears. I just, I don't have any fears right now. I don't. Even though I have a daughter, I don't have any fears. I'm going to raise her to have as much game as I do so she can see a heartbreak coming a mile away. Okay, and she can choose to deal with whoever she gonna deal with, and and be wise, you know, be smart. You try to set things up for her to where like she has options, you know, whether she wants to go into business for herself or she want to go to college. I want all those things to be set up for her, and she be straight. She got options. Um, do you ever um, plan on moving back to Detroit? Do you ever go back to Detroit? I'm assuming you have family there, so they probably want to. Yeah, all my family is. Yeah, all my family is back at the crib. Um, I thought about going back, like once I'm like really well off financially, I might get some property there. You get a lot of property, bro. You get well off out here. 
Yeah. You just go out there and just get whatever you want. Dude. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a plan. And uh, support for the But Are You Happy podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BEHAPPY at manscaped.com. And if my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. When I so moved back like a quick from Florida, turnaround. man, I lived in Florida and I lived in Dallas with him. Yeah. And that was like fucking 10 years ago, something like that now. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. But uh, I went home, man, and I realized ain't nothing changed. Right. Ain't nobody else changed. Yeah. Y'all just still doing the same shit. And I think, too, after I went through what I, what I told you about, that's why I like making a change was so important. You know? Yeah. Because, like, I'm in it, you know, you're in the car business all day. It's not necessarily the most honest fucking, you know, business yeah. to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just was hard to lead a life in the car business and then come home and go, oh, wait a second, you're supposed to be somebody. Com- like, this isn't who you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be this person now from these hours, you know? So, that was you got to uh, You got to be disciplined, man. And it's like, comfortability could be very damaging to you. Yeah. And that's what it was for me. It was like, I was so comfortable. I'm like, just drop me off downtown. I'll be cool. Be wasted. I found my way to my grandma's house. I, I know how to get home from here. It don't matter. But like out here, it's like I'm not comfortable. So it's like I got work to do. Out here's different, dude. Very different. Like we spend time all over. So like yeah. we go like LA, do an interview in San Diego. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were up towards up towards you today. Now we're down in West, back in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We go back down to. We go to the desert tomorrow. Hey. Uh, trying to think where else do we go. Um, we have another one in West Hollywood here on Saturday. And then we got to be back in Orange County on Monday for for Ian. So, like, we, we just kind of bust up all over, man. But I'll, I'll tell you, it's interesting going through the different areas, meeting the different people, because it is so uncomfortable everywhere here all the time yeah i mean really it truly is you never know who you're gonna run into you never know who you're gonna see dude we were we were filling up gas today and fucking do you know who jr smith is yeah <laughs> jr smith he was just standing next to his fucking urus his lambo urus which was sick he did it right like a matt gray well done jr mm-hmm. that thing is sick yeah but i didn't post the picture i took with him because one i look really fat in the picture like really fat and then the second reason I did is because he did not look like he wanted anything to do with getting, getting a picture taken at yeah. that point yeah. so I totally feel it you know yeah um, where do you get your joke writing from you know what I mean like where do, where do you where do you write and how do you come up with your jokes what do you what do you usually see uh, you know what inspires you on a joke his life I'll uh I'll say I think it's typically a conversation at first. So whatever idea I have uh, about whatever's going on, I'll say it out loud. And if a person laughs, then I'll remember it or jot it down and then try to structure it like it's a joke. Come up with some random setup 
you know, a better setup that I can display to the audience and then try that shit on stage. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. Do you have you ever had a time where you've gone on stage and you just failed miserably? Yes. Besides that one that time. That one time? Yeah. Uh yeah, I was wasted one time. I couldn't remember none of my jokes. Yeah, they said we need you to be semi clean. I was fucking drunk. I'm like, I don't know how to be clean now. Dang, so I was just in my head the the entire set. Yeah. And how long then, was that set? Uh, I don't know, man. It's supposed to be seven to eight minutes. I did like five. The host oh, came man. up, grabbed the mic. It's like give it up for Darius, man. He fucked up. Oh my god, damn, that's the worst, bro. You were probably so pissed. I was embarrassed, and I don't get embarrassed. But I'm like, damn, I let myself down, let the team down. I right. had to sober up somehow and, and do do it again. They gave me another shot like an hour and a half later. No way. Yeah. It went from a F to like a C minus performance. Good. Yeah, I mean, you know what, though? Like, uh, that's important, right? Like, it's yeah. important that you get back on the horse, too. Cause that's why it's a lesson. Being, a lot of people think that they're funnier when they're high, when they're funnier when they're drunk. No. They're not. No. Yeah. You think you are, but it's like you you toe up. All right, so like speaking about that, like Burt Kreischer, right? Yeah. Like he's a drinker. The machine. The machine, dude. Yeah. So do you think he like is, thinks he's funnier drunk, or do you think he's funnier drunk? Because like that's the kind of guy you like see him drinking, and you can see him drinking during a podcast or a show. But like people like him. Know, I don't know if that's him ramping up. I'm assuming it's alcohol. I'm, I'm not. I'm assuming he's not just drinking like f- faking alcohol. It's probably not some fucking. No, I, if he's drinking alcohol, he's probably drinking alcohol. But yeah. people really enjoy who he is, and he is who he is, and one hundred percent. And people like him. Who's your favorite comedian right now? Right now, myself, all time. Yeah. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Okay. Who do you think you're most? comparable to comedically or do you model yourself after mostly I try not to model myself after anybody because I want to be original I want to want to stand out for myself but I tell stories and I'm raw so like similar to to Richard Pryor Um, I'm not too political I don't I don't do political stuff Um, I used to do clean stuff it was just for the money you know it wasn't really what I wanted to do who I was my brand for real it was just a paycheck is that a tough thing sometimes too? Is kind of going through the part where you, you have to be like, okay, well, like, uh, I need to make the money, but like, I really don't want this at all. But this isn't me. You know what I mean? No, that, I, I haven't done all? that yet. I haven't got to that level yet. You haven't got to that yet? No, but like, you're not supposed to think about the money. You're supposed to, you know, fall in love with the art, and then the money comes after that. What yeah. is your biggest goal right now that you have for yourself? Whether oh, it's I need comedy an Oscar. or life, whatever it might be. I need an Oscar. Academy Award. That'd be a phenomenal. Yeah. Movie. That'd be amazing. Best actor. What's your goal for the next year? For the next year? Yeah, let's say you. Be the. Uh, shit. Be financially free. Okay. You know, set, you know, have everything set up the way I'm comfortable. My family's comfortable. Cool. That's a goal. That's a big goal. Yeah. That's a big goal. Yeah, I think as a parent, especially when you're going through all those different things that um, you deal with every day, whether it's like at your regular job, at the con- when you're doing comedy as a parent, and you're just growing every day as a person, 
and you're going through things. It, that's a lot. You know yeah. what I mean? That's a lot. To, that's a lot. Somebody's on your shoulders. I always find it interesting. I always say like, everybody has a fucking story. You never know what someone's going through. 